0: In December of 2014, the Australian branch of Elle magazine ran a feature entitled, The Most Inspiring Woman You've Met This Year. Under the bold headline read, App Creator, Social Media Sensation, Author, Terminal Cancer Patient, Elle sits down with Belle Gibson, the relentlessly positive force behind the whole pantry. The world simply couldn't get enough of this charming young woman or her wellness empire. But just as quickly as she rose to fame with her inspiring tale, she would tumble off her podium going on to be referred to as Australia's biggest con artist. But beyond her large thin life lies and extreme deception, her offered explanation behind why she did it will leave you even more bewildered. Welcome to Fakes and Fraud's. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. We are very excited to be joined today by a comedian who has, frankly, been taking over UK television by storm lately and shows no signs of slowing down. You may know her from her appearances on Mock the Week, The Nay Show, and most recently, Comedy Central's Yesterday, Today, and The Day Before. It's the wonderful Rialina. Hello.
1: Hi, what a lovely intro. Thank you so much. You know what? We're currently in the eye of the storm of me taking over uh, British TV, so that I could come and talk to you.
0: Just a little, little, little knell of quiet. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it will be uh, an emotional roller coaster. I don't know if this will be a nice break from you know the glitz and glamour because you know we're go- we're going to talk about some stuff. But uh oh, I
1: hope so. Like I'm here to talk. I'm here. I, I love a fake and a fraud, so <laughs> I am I am all over this. I I studied forensics. Why to catch fakes and frauds? So oh my I am ready. I am ready. I've got my magnifying glass and my
0: fingerprint powder. I mean, she does. She's wearing um, like a Harriet the Spy sort of rain mac at the moment. You can't see and some sort of hat situation. (laughs) Um, I told her it wasn't necessary, but she just she just, you know, insists.
1: I I feel more judgy in this outfit. So and I feel like this episode, there's going to be some judgment required. Oh, yeah. Like. It's feel, I'm feel I'm feeling the judgy.
0: I, I just... It's coming. Good. Get the sass out. Today's case, very much about the kind of influencer wellness, you know, world. I would like to know. I, I
1: Can I just say that's really scary that you put those two words together, influencer and wellness.
0: Do you, <laughs> yeah, you know, Just like,
1: just just totally put them... Because they shouldn't go together. Like, that's... They don't have mm. to go together. And, and really, I don't know if they should go together. Now, that's not fair to all... There are... Actual wellness influencers out there, there are people who are maybe you know nutritionists or you know uh, sports experts or whatever they are and and I don't want to detract from them, but when you say influencer, it makes me think of Kim Kardashian and the idea of getting health advice from Kim Kardashian, who, as we all know, just failed her legal uh, <gasps> Did exams. she. Yeah, she failed her first oh year. Oh my god. I know. I know. Poor Kim cuz oh. she she I mean, she's going through a divorce. She's going through a divorce. She is, and she studied so hard cuz I saw all the pictures of her out in the garden with her little cards, you know. Um, you know, and as we know, she takes at least 300 photos of everything. So, I'm sure she took at least a picture of every card. It just
0: worries me when you put those two words together. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Um, I actually created a a fake Instagram. Um, I feel like the my fake Instagram is like the unspoken co-host of the show because they Ooh. get a lot of mentions. But I, I created it originally because I was seeing all these kind of, yeah, like these wellness influencers and stuff, and they were promoting things and and making absurd claims. And I wanted to be the buzzkill that came in and went, please give me your sources, madam. Um, but I didn't want to do it with my actual face, right. so I created a different face.
1: Um, <laughs> do I get to follow this face? Can I follow this? Not your face, but the other face. No, no, no. Oh, is it gone?
0: No one, no one followed. Yeah, the face is gone. Oh. She, she did what she needed to do, she, she, and then she left. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it, it is a bit terrifying to know that you know. From a lot of people, I imagine Instagram would be and TikTok now, of course, would be. You know, one of the first sort of protocols of people were like, I'm feeling tired or I've got a weird bump on my head. What can I do to, to con- consult these uh, these people who often don't, do you know that is? don't really have the qualifications? That is so true that
1: that's where we go now. I mean, I don't go there for wellness. I go there for recipes. But it's like I'm one step away. If I ever stop mm-hmm. being interested in baking and start being interested in salad, I'm in trouble.
0: The tale today will be another cautionary tale about why you should not, not be taking health advice from uh, people on the internet. I would say we're going to learn lessons,
1: okay? Because I think just to, before we start this journey, I think it's not fair to those people that are legitimate in their business. And trying to reach an audience because the way to do that is is social media, isn't it,
0: yeah, I think yeah, and I think that's
1: what's really unfair about it is that when we say influencer, half the time influencers are just people with large amounts of followers, for goodness knows what reason, um so generally, I would agree with you, don't get your wellness advice from these two places, but at the same time, it is a great place to start to go what's out there and then go, ooh." I could stick needles in my face or, ooh, I could, you know, just eat better. You know, it, it gives you the full range and then you got to make a decision. So I hope that True. part of the cautionary tale is don't believe everything, shop around, do your research. Do your own research. That's what the um, anti-vaxxers are saying right now. Do your own research. So I think that might oh. also apply to the wellness community.
0: Yeah, I think that. And also, like, there are people who have, you know, 12 phds who also have hundreds of thousands of uh followers on instagram um because they are smart and uh yeah. have information to share but yeah you know just just uh just be be mindful and uh and it, yeah, you know what i think sources. here i think this
1: is how we encapsulate it to all the listeners before we even heard the story is that if you're going to any of these social media sites for your wellness advice match a little bit like that game you played when you were a kid. Do you remember that game you played when you were a kid and you'd like put cards down and you turn two over and if they were a pair, you got to keep them. It's that game. And what you're going to do is go, this person's giving me a uh, skincare advice. Is this person famous for skincare? Yes. Boom. Okay. There's some trust there. But if you go, this person's telling me to drink this energy drink. Is this person, what is this person famous for? Oh no, they were on Love Island. Then I'd be like, mm, maybe
0: not. Maybe don't drink that drink. So, it's August 2013, right? Popular Australian health blogger launched an app and book entitled The Whole Pantry that would take her fame to new heights. 200,000 Apple users downloaded the app within its first week, and it was the recipient of various awards, including the Best New Food and Drink app of 2013. Soon, the young woman, who went by the name of Bill Gibson... Would be signing book deals and partnering with Apple for her whole pantry app to be pre-installed into the Apple Watch on its 2015 launch. Okay, can we
1: pause? Can I just come yeah. in there at that point? Okay. So many questions. Yeah. First of all, who went by the name of Belle Gibson? I'm expecting a twist down the line. She is not Belle Gibson. Keep, are we finding Bell- an eye out. Okay, are we are we finding Belle Gibson like in a cupboard somewhere is like the real Belle Gibson going to come out and go, "Hey, you it? Oh, exciting. Okay, second question. <laughs> Who can possibly read a recipe off an Apple Watch? Already alarm bells are ringing. We're going to install this app, pre-install this app on an Apple Watch and I'm going, it's a food and drink app. What's it doing on my
0: wrist? I don't I mean, what was you 2 doing on our iPhones? Yeah, but they didn't they didn't put you 2 like in your calendar app. They oh, put that's it true. in your music <laughs> app. <laughs> true. So If you have questions already. We're in trouble, aren't we? Your mind will be blown. Okay.
1: (laughs) If anyone listening actually downloaded the app back in 2013, and this was eight years ago, and then for whatever reason became such a technophobe that you never upgraded your phone, please write in, like comment below or just get in touch with the pod so that we can like get you back on and interview about what that app is. Okay?
0: Because I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Okay exciting so retailers of this book the whole pantry displayed the following text to describe bell quote bell gibson is an inspirational young mother who encourages us to nourish ourselves in a natural way after being diagnosed with terminal brain cancer in 2009 and given only months to live bell began to treat herself through nutrition her award-winning app the whole pantry has inspired hundreds of thousands of people to change their diet and lifestyle.
1: Ah, I'm sorry. Again, alarm bells. If you have terminal cancer in 2009 and you're still alive in 2013, like,
0: mm, well, exactly. mm, How did she do
1: this? I mean, when they said you have months to live, did they say, you know, 10,342 months to live? Like, okay, this is just, okay. So So she was saying that she basically ate her brain cancer away? Is that, what, is that the story? Okay. Let's
0: find out. Let's right. find out. Okay. So at only 21 years old, when the app was released, Belle had already managed to gain hundreds of thousands of followers across the world, have a child, all while battling, inoperable brain cancer. The gripping tale of her cancer diagnosis and being told she had only months to live would truly captivate the internet. In the front pages of her book, she tells a story about how it all began. Quote, I had a stroke at work. I will never forget sitting alone in the doctor's office three weeks later, waiting for my test results. He called me in and said, you have malignant brain cancer, Belle. You're dying. You have six weeks, four months tops. I remember a suffocating, choking feeling and then not much else.
1: Harrowing. I, can all agree. I've never been choked by my doctor, but yeah, that is quite harrowing.
0: So, Belle goes on to talk about her desire to cure her cancer in a, quote, natural way, and reject, quote, conventional medicine. You
1: don't have to quote that,
0: so by the way, when it juices. is just conventional medicine. <laughs> I, I mean... I think it's a term that a lot of people use in a sort of negative way a lot of the time, don't they? Derogatory way, I know, and that's why we shouldn't encourage them. It's conventional medicine. <laughs> okay. It is. It's not like, could be. It's No, it is. <laughs> so... Through juices, herbs and home remedies, of course, Bell claimed that she was able to, quote, heal herself and was now determined to spread the news far and wide about this holistic approach. So with this story, the public couldn't get enough. Bell was offering many people what they didn't find traditional doctors could, real hope without any drugs. After being diagnosed, Belle says she underwent chemo and radiation therapy for two months before rejecting the methods for a more smoothie-based approach. <laughs> really? Really? No. I Is put that, what, that in there.
1: Did she, did she, I was going to say, I, I wish she had picture said of her that. sitting there in the chemo chair going, actually, I brought my own. It's kale. Can you hang the bag? And just pumping herself through the green juice.
0: <laughs> I mean, we don't know. We weren't there. So she states, quote, I was empowering myself to save my own life through nutrition, patience, determination, and love. Interesting cocktail.
1: I find, and this irritates me generally, this whole thing of people wanting traditional medicine without drugs. Now, I am not into drugs. Like, I'm not a pill popper or anything like that. I actually have never drunk. I don't smoke. So, I'm, you know, I also agree with clean living. But overall, as a society, we put so much crap into our bodies, including recreational drugs, but also just, I mean, every time you eat a pack of Doritos, what do you think you're doing to your body? Like, there's absolutely nothing in there of any worth. And we'll put that in, but then we're just like, oh yes, but I, you know, the moment we get cancer, we'll go, oh no, I couldn't possibly use what science is developed over the last couple of decades to try and save my life i couldn't possibly give me broccoli or give me death you know what i mean i just find yeah. it frustrating i mean by all means eat have a clean life and, and i'm 100 percent for that and but more as a preventative general approach to life is eat the best and live the best that you can but once you've gonna you know thrown all the shit at the wall that you can i.e. your body and then your body goes i feel a little bit ill i'm not feeling so good and that's when you turn around and go oh i couldn't possibly use drugs to correct this problem (laughs) just sort of (laughs) boggles my mind a bit Uh, but we can use we can use food to reverse certain things and we know we can't like type 2 diabetes but i don't think it has yet to be proven as a is an effective treatment for terminal brain cancer I mean don't quote me I could be wrong and again you know if people want to at me and go no no actually it's amazing like zucchini chocolate cake is the cure for brain <laughs> cancer I'd be like wow
0: um but I'm pretty sure it isn't yeah it's it, it seems um seems unlikely but of course everyone you know has the has the right to kind of you know uh decide their own kind of treatment and things like that and and it does seem like they'll yes. um Belle wanted the kale. So, for a while, Belle's face was was everywhere. Her youthful and polished appearance made her a hot ticket for TV and social media, where she would candidly talk about her struggles and, and how she overcame her hardships. But this affinity for the spotlight would ultimately be her downfall. Within two years, following the launch of the whole Poundry app, Belle would do countless interviews where she would go into details about her battles with cancer, So the brain cancer is often the focus. It's kind of the the big one. Um, Belle also recalled being diagnosed with blood cancer, spleen cancer, uterine cancer, liver cancer, and kidney cancers. So she was... uh, Riddled. She was riddled. Frankly riddled, riddled. yeah. Can
1: Can I just say, honestly, if the woman giving me advice has that many cancers, I'm not taking her advice. Do you know what I mean? You just go, I don't think it's working. I don't want anyone who's had cancer and fought through it because that's just incredible and amazing and, you know, power to you. But what I'm just saying is is that, and we're looking at this, and remember, we're talking about this knowing that we're on a podcast called Fakes and Fraud, so we know it's (laughs) not true. I'm just saying that if someone's got that much, you know, from terminal brain cancer and then miraculously survived long enough to get blood, spleen, uterine, liver, and kidney cancer. Like that's incredible. But
0: I suspect the treatment that you're pushing didn't work. So she so she was you know diagnosed with brain cancer first, right? That was the original. Yeah, the OG. That was cancer. the original.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Um, she like, she, she had the kid and, and she launched the app and she became super famous and stuff. And then it was a few years later that she, she, you know, she posted on Facebook this, you know, very sort of somber thing about, unfortunately I've been diagnosed now with, you know, X, Y, and Z as well. Yeah. It almost, it seemed like she was almost selling this thing of like, look, I had brain cancer and I was supposed to die, but now I'm not dead. But then it's like, oh no, but now I've also got this other stuff. Okay. Anyway, she, you know, her health was, you know, according to Belle, she was, she was riddled. Okay. So if you haven't guessed already, (laughs) Belle's story was not completely true. No. She didn't have brain cancer. Uh, She also did not have blood cancer, spleen cancer, uterine cancer, liver cancer, or kidney cancer. And she, she never had. But perhaps even more upsetting than lying about having cancer was, of course, the ways that, that she promoted how, how she cured these non existing cancers, right? So, you know, Belle was selling a story where she was able to heal herself with juices, whole foods, and natural tinctures, and, and so, so could you, uh, which I think we can all agree is a very sort of dangerous, dangerous message. So after a few years of running a quite successful ruse, Bell's web of lies began to unravel when various charities that Bell had claimed to raise money for stated that they either didn't receive anything or the amount that Bell proclaimed to donate was greatly exaggerated. Taking to social media to offer an explanation for this, the whole pantry posted, quote, TWP, you know, because they're, you know. They're I'm hit.
1: Concerned. They're down anyway. with the TT and the grammars.
0: Yeah. yeah TWP's... Yeah. New business management and accounts team are working through the workload of bringing the accounts and businesses up to date. And all charities have been openly communicated with and are aware of our intentions to uphold this financial support when the necessary keepings of the business are finalized. So she's kind they're kind of just saying, like, it's a bookkeeping issue. Right. You know what? I have that with my
1: rent almost every month. I you know, I you know. Uh, it's a bookkeeping issue. I will be paying it to you as soon as I get the necessary keepings of my business
0: finalized. And of course, you know, see my see my recent social media post, and you will, you know, understand more. about You will the situation. see the keepings of
1: my, oh, my business
0: because I, yeah, I tweet everything. Yeah. <laughs> so. By this time, obviously, many followers had already become convinced that this smiling young lady wasn't who she made herself out to be. When followers began to voice their upset on the whole pantry Instagram and Facebook, their comments were quickly deleted and many users were blocked. But the game of criticism whack-a-mole quickly became too much for the admins of the pages to handle. Within weeks, the charity donation mishap was just one in a long list of deceptive statements from Bel Gibson. In fact, the media would struggle to find anything about this woman that they could confirm was in fact true.
1: Okay, so I want to know why the followers are so convinced now that she isn't who she made out to be. And I and I dread to think, and I say this with no humor, but I shudder to think that a lot of the people following her are suffering from brain cancer or have loved ones who are suffering from brain cancer and that they've been following her advice and it isn't working. Is that how, because that's obviously the most obvious way that she's going to be found out, is that the advice that she gives doesn't work. But what was happening?
0: Yeah, potentially. I think as well, like, you know, the fact that she became so famous, I think anyone who sort of, you know, sort of skyrockets to fame very quickly, people are sort of maybe a bit... Cautious of, especially when they're making these kind of big claims. Um, and she also, throughout this entire thing, never appeared to be unhealthy in any way. Obviously, we can't, you know, know a lot about people's health, health from their exterior. Mm. But mm. she always mm. looked extremely youthful, extremely healthy and, you know, smiley and whatever. And, and even on a couple talk shows, people sort of made comments about it, you know, because through a lot of this, she's claiming that she's still you know, had cancer. She was, you know, living with cancer in her body. So you do sort of expect there to be some sort of physical signs that things might be not great. But she looked like a million bucks. (laughs) Well, that's because she had a million bucks because she wasn't giving it to the charities. Yeah. It's easy to look a million when you got a million. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I think that, like, there was – it was – I think a lot of people were rightfully a little bit kind of cautious throughout the whole thing, you know, it seemed a little bit too kind of not too good to be true, but a little bit too clean and, you know, well sort of curated. Um, Hmm. And I think also anyone who's promoting that kind of like extreme positivity and extreme sort of, I have my thing, like my stuff together in a way, people are quite eager to sort of, tire it down you know it's like if we found out that Marie Kondo had like a, a storage unit full of you know garbage <laughs> or something you know oh I, um, I bet she does I bet she does and she
1: sits in the middle of it and goes I have so much pleasure this all gives <laughs> me so much pleasure
0: exactly she's probably the, naked just rubbing it on her body like oh my god this isn't even folded anymore <sighs> what's it called schadenfreuden that that German term for when you know the satisfaction schadenfreude yes, yes. Um, so I think that there was probably a lot of that, that going on as well, but yeah, so obviously things started to unroll and, you know, quickly, you know, various sort of news outlets were like, right, let's, let's see what, who this woman truly is. Let's look into her background and whatever. So looking into the history of Belle, it's, it's hard to know Mm -hmm. where to begin when attempting to sort the, the fact from fiction. Almost everything we've heard about her upbringing has come from Belle herself and much of it cannot be corroborated. What we do know is that Belle was born in Tasmania before moving to Queensland, where she's born of- or created in a lab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like formed from a, a, a mad scientist. Wouldn't it be ironic if, he, if she was formed from his tumor?
1: <laughs> you know, like she's there, was- I've got this cancer, I've got that. So, no, I am cancer.
0: Okay, sorry. Is that, that's probably not what the twist of the story is.
1: I, mean- I apologize.
0: I've derailed. I, I do appreciate that version. I, and I do wish we could run with it. But let's let's go with this one for now. Um, you want to stick to facts? I mean... What? what On a podcast facts? where we out fakes and frauds, you want to use facts?
1: That's I know. so yeah. 2005. Okay. Off, as you were. As you were. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. So, Off you go. <laughs> she was born in Tasmania, right? She And then she moved right. to Queensland where she spent much of her teen years. Beyond this... It's limited to what, you know, in terms of birth dates, she has presented uh, various birth dates and various stories about why she does not know her real birth date. She also claims that... <gasps> I told you she right? wasn't 21. That was way too much to accomplish by 21. No, but this is the thing. So the, the, the biggest theory is that she actually over She not over herself, she actually presented herself as older. Lied up? <gasps>
1: <gasps> but then that means she got pregnant even younger than
0: 18. Yeah. Oh
1: no. Now we have a victim of trauma. Now we have a child victim of trauma and that completely changes the story.
0: Okay, let's not go with that version then. Can we go with the one where she's she's actually she was actually 21?
1: Yeah, she's like a she's
0: like a 42-year-old woman going, "I'm 21, <laughs> I'm 21." That's what we're going with. Yeah. She's actually like a white man, a white middle-aged man in some weird seat. Oh. Um, right. There, yeah. Right? We can have no just, sympathy for her. Just trying to groom
1: Trying to groom the unhealthy into wellness. Yeah. Ugh. Disgusting.
0: Yeah, so another one was that she often claims that her mother changed her name four times when she was a kid. Um so this okay. is yeah, the whole kind of Belle Gibson thing and, and she's got this this really interesting sort of narrative around her family and um one weird random lie that has you know, I don't know what the point of that one was, was she often would talk about her brother being autistic, but her brother is not autistic. But do we know he's her brother? Does she know he's her brother? <laughs> she has a brother and a mother. And they've, they've been She does have a brother and a mother. Yeah, by the press. The press have found them and they've been like, she's full of shit. Oh, okay. But yeah, so, you know, even her name, her age, it's anyone's guess. Belle has presented many accounts of her younger years, including that she was homeschooled, Uh, her mother changed her name multiple times, and that she moved out of her family's home at the age of 12. In her later teens, Belle became active on various skateboarding forums, where she would very candidly tell tales of her life experiences. This is where some of her first documented fibs began. In her spare time, Belle would author epic tales where she would claim to be in hospital and dealing with a severe heart condition... Which led her to undergo three operations and even die in the OR for two minutes before being resuscitated. These posts were dramatic and incredibly detailed, and many believe that this is where she could have got a taste for the attention that feigning an illness could offer. Wait a minute, did she make up
1: the illness? Oh yeah. Did she get the taste for it by actually being ill?
0: No, no. So, oh yeah, made that up was all a lie. more
1: lies. You didn't. Have... That was all a lie. Yeah. She's never seen the inside of a hospital, has she? Apart from maybe when she was born. Yeah.
0: If she was born. Ah. Uh,
1: if she very good
0: point. Do we we don't even have proof of that, do no. we? I actually talked about it in a previous episode that I when I <laughs> I must have been about 10 and I would go on these chat rooms with my friends and pretend to be celebrities, which of course Ava Levine is not going in a chat room from some random Canadian, you know, IP address, but it was like, yeah, this kind of thrill of you know playing sort of make believe. But I was eleven or ten um, and pretending to be Ava Levine, and Belle seems to have been quite a bit older, probably you know seventeen or eighteen, nineteen maybe, and and posting really dramatic, um, yeah, these really dramatic sort of gruesome sagas. On these skateboarding forums. Also, why is she doing it on skateboarding forums? This is what I want to name.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. Skater Boy? I said, see you later, boy. (laughs) You remember? Like, she's... I think it all makes sense. I think all the clues were there. Like, you in a forum at 10 or 11, you know, pretending to be Avril Lavigne. She did the Skater Boy song. Belle Gibson talks to skaters. Boom. Connected.
0: Am I Belle Gibson? Is that what we've...
1: No, just, I'm just saying we've just, we've. Just, are you? I don't is know. Is that the twist? Oh my God, that's such a good twist. That is such a good twist. So you started this whole podcast series and did everybody else and you're going to finish on you? <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, I love it. Oh, it's just, it's Machiavellian in its deviousness and I just love
0: it. I I wish so, I've never wanted to be able to do an Australian accent more than I do right now. <laughs> Right, so so she's she has got a taste for this uh, mischief. Let's call it right.
1: It sounds like she has Munchausens, because you know it's technically called Munchausens by proxy, which is where you get attention by harming somebody else, like your child, in order to you know. So you're going, my child is ill, my child is ill. Oh my gosh, it's so hard being the parent of a of an ill child, but. I suppose she has, I don't, it probably has a proper name, again, at me if you know it, but I'm going to call it Munchausen. It sounds like she has Munchausen's, which is just, I'm so ill, give me attention.
0: Yeah, so it is called Munchausen's, so, and that does actually come up. So with her long list of lies coming to the surface, Belle Gibson had much to answer for. And she did so in, in quite the Belle fashion. In 2018, 60 Minutes Australia aired what would be a completely mind-boggling interview between presenter Tara Brown and Belle herself. And I cannot tell you how amazing this interview is. It's on YouTube, um, and I've watched it about six times. And there's just layers, and oh, it's fascinating. And Tara Brown, I I didn't really know of her existence before. She's an Australian reporter, presenter lady. uh, But she is my new hero. She is so ruthless (laughs) Um, and so... Like, I don't you know, like you know when you're a kid and you have like a a school teacher who's particularly effective with like telling you off to the point where you feel like you feel so horrendous after you've like been told off by them that you want to like change your life, that is like Tara Brown. She just looks at you and you go, "I'm so sorry for existing <laughs> you know, like she was oh I'm she's brilliant. so excited to watch this. It's great. Okay. Um, so in this segment, Belle tells a story that made many heads spin and would portray an image where Belle was just another victim in this ginormous web of lies. See, Belle tells Tara that she welcomed a man into her home in 2009 by the name of Mark Johns, who claimed to be an immunologist and a neurologist. Now, am I right in thinking that that might be a kind of rare combination? Or is that a thing?
1: Not necessarily. OK. Um, You know what? It's two specialties. But let's be honest, if you are a neurologist, obviously, is doctor of the brain. An immunologist yeah. is someone who says the immune system. But there's going to be overlap no matter what you've you know, the the immune system covers the entire body. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unusual to get that um, specific in both topics. That's what I
0: was thinking. But. but-
1: yeah. But also you've got to remember that to be fair to her, if he chose to identify that way, who is she to question it as neither a neurologist nor an immunologist? True.
0: So, anyway, he comes around, Mark. And Bell was hooked up to what she describes as, quote, a machine with lights on the front that studied frequencies. So this would be the man who t- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this would be the man yep. who told yep. her she had cancer.
1: Did he have a long, colourful scarf and like lived in a little blue box? Right. It's, it's
0: very sci-fi. Mm. So this would be the man who told her that she had cancer and offered her, quote, oral chemotherapy. Bell claims this is why she believed she had cancer. So she goes on to tell about how she had attended uh, an appointment a few months later at an institution called the Albert Centre, where she had an MRI to check the progress of her cancer. That's not a good way to word it, is it? <laughs> Progress. Um, check the progress of it. How, you doing, <laughs> How are things cancer? coming along?
1: You, you, how's it coming along? How's that kale smoothie? Is that kale smoothie getting in your way? No? Oh,
0: no? Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys have been, become friends down there. Okay, great. Anyway, she went in to check up on it, right? But if Bell had believed that this, what this Mark character had said, she would have already defied the odds by being alive at this point, which to me seems quite late to pop in for a checkup. Just just personally, I think someone says you have four months to live, I would I would probably go to the hospital before four months from then, you know? See what's see what's happening. But you know.
1: So she invites this guy called Mark Johns into her house, right? Yeah. And so did he just knock on the door? Is he like a traveling salesman? He's carrying this machine in his car going, hi, do you want to do a cancer check today? And she's like, yeah, come on in. I got half an hour. Please pardon the mess. I didn't know you were coming. She,
0: I mean, she seems to like talk about him like he was some kind of like in in her circle of some kind she also said that he like specialized in german technology and that that's what had this kind of machine with the lights on it it was supposed to be german technology so he specialized in german
1: technology okay yeah
0: she would like she kind of in the interview she sort of hinted that it was like like he wasn't necessarily a super you know sort of mainstream doctor but i mean he also wasn't like flat, like you know smudging her house or whatever so I don't know. I don't know.
1: Can I just say the clue is when they knock on your door and go, hi, I'm a doctor. Can I, you know, I self-identify as a neurologist. Can I check your brain? Oh, my God, I found cancer in your brain. Like, all of those are clues. Yeah. Doctors don't tend to go looking for it. (laughs) They wait for you to
0: go to them. I don't think, yeah, there was not like a a brain cancer shortage. Um, And he was like, well, I'm just so bored. I have nothing to do. But you're right. Waiting four months to have that appointment at the Albert Center. Too long. Well, maybe that's, I mean,
1: to be fair, you know, we live in the UK. We know what waiting times are like on the NHS. Let's not judge that part. That's, that's my, I have least amount of issues
0: with that part of the story. Okay. Anyway, she goes back, right? She -hmm. said that she gave the center, this Mark Johns guy, uh, his information so that they could pass on the results of these scans. Shortly after, Bell claims she met with him and was shown the results of the scan and was told that the cancer was still there. When telling Tara Brown this story, Bell speaks of it from a standpoint of someone who has been basically duped by a fake doctor. That's, That's what she's falling back on here. She didn't make up the cancer. It was this Dr. Johns guy. Many have tried to track him down, but of course, without any luck. She then goes on to recount another visit to a doctor a few years later where she was told the devastating news that the cancer had spread. This is when spleen and uterine and all those other guys come around. This man was located. He was a, he was a real doctor uh, and he did admit to seeing her. But unfortunately, well, unfortunately for Bell, uh, he claimed that he had never, never made such claims and was, he was absolutely not qualified to, to diagnose anyone with any sort of cancer. Tell me he was a podiatrist,
1: please tell me. Like honestly, you know what I'm, you know what I mean. Like, there's nothing more horrifying as a doctor to find out that some famous person has used your name and made this horrendous claim that you haven't made. But you're also bound by patient doctor confidentiality. So in theory, if he did see her, he couldn't say anything. All you know. So please tell me he was just like, look, I can't say anything because doctor patient confidentiality. But I specialize in feet. Like that's
0: my thing. I say no more. <laughs> Um, Yeah, I'm happy to go with that theory for the the episode. Had 60 Minutes Australia not done their research, some, you know, could be swayed by her tale. She was, you know, I don't think she was that convincing, but I can see how people less intelligent would think she was. (laughs) But Tara, Tara Brown, our friend, she... The old T to the B, T-bo, T-bro, rather. This was not her first rodeo, right? She came with a stack of documents that painted Belle into a corner. One of these documents was from the aforementioned Albert Center, but there was no mention of any cancer. In fact, it stated that she had received an MRI in 2011 as she feared she had multiple sclerosis. The results came back to show that she didn't, but the interesting thing about this document is that it proves categorically that she knew at the time that she did not have cancer. But this did not stop her from making her dramatic claims in print two years later. She's busted. The-
1: Well, yeah, but we're getting a little bit of an insight into how she deals with numbers because if you recall, she said in 2009, she was diagnosed with brain cancer and told she had months to live. And then a few months later, she went to the Albert Center to get an MRI. But then we found out that that was actually in 2011. That's 24 months later. So she is counting years in months, like toddlers.
0: (laughs) She's two toddlers on their shoulders in a mask of a lady. So she's fucked. She's fucked. Bell's fucked. We busted her. Me and Tara Brown and you. Uh. <laughs> so in 2016, Consumer Action Victoria announced that it would be taking legal action against Bell. And in 2017, she was fined with 410,000 Australian dollars for misleading mm. and deceptive conduct. After not having paid this fine and claiming she was broke, her home was raided in January 2020 to seize any assets available. It was also discovered that between 2017 and 2019, she spent 13000 Australian dollars on clothing and cosmetics and went on a holiday to Bali and Africa. Her home was raided, again, just last month in 2021. It is unclear whether or not any assets were seized. Things get more bizarre. There's two more layers of banar <laughs> Really? After all of this? Two... What has she
1: got left? Oh. I guess she,
0: she has her words. Oh, gosh. Okay. So before her, her home was raided for a second time, Belle made headlines with her bizarre behavior once again. A clip of her appeared online donning a headscarf and going by the name Sobontu, a traditional Ethiopian name. In the video, Bell talks about how she has been, quote, adopted by Melbourne's Ethiopian community, stating, quote, I felt adopted by your nation and your people, and I feel like my heart is as invested as yours and your families." she tells the journalist. Quote, I see no difference in your struggle and the struggle that I have for fighting for the liberation of Ormia. When the press got a hold of the person behind this video, they said, quote, it's weird, we interviewed different people at our events and we thought she was just an Australian girl hanging around. We didn't pick her for the video because she was somebody. She used to come to our meetings regularly and we loved how she showed interest in our people. But the community has since pulled out from her after discovering her story. So that's that's the thing. She's decided to make some interesting statements um about the uh yeah, sort of Ethiopian community. Um I see your struggle. and Oh, bless what, what... her. I do kind of feel
1: sorry for her. <laughs> she's just trying to belong, isn't she? I feel sorry and I feel a little bit worried for Australia right now. Just because on the one hand, I feel sorry for her because she's just trying to join in. She's just trying to belong to a community she wants to be accepted. And clearly she's, you know, lacking in self-esteem or something. But on the other hand, I also feel worried for every other community in Australia that she's going to glom onto them. She
0: will make, she, everyone will get a turn.
1: Well, exactly, because now she's just on, she's just out there. It's like when you, have you know, when you see a massive spider in your house, (laughs) now what do you do? Like, okay, we don't kill it because we're, you know, we're not like, we don't kill it. But I, the, if I see a big spider, I need to know that it's been physically removed from my house. Like I will do it myself just to know that it is outside. The last thing I want to do is see a spider on the wall, turn around for a cup and a piece of paper, turn back and oh my God, it's gone. Yeah. Right? And that's what I feel like with Belle Gibson is like, oh, no, at least we knew she was with the Ethiopians. But now they've rejected her. us. Like, where is she? <gasps> where is she? She could
0: show up anywhere. So literally 20 minutes before I started recording today, I did a last minute Google. See if anything <gasps> anything had broken. Right. And hold on to your pants.
1: We're on Zoom. I'm not wearing pants.
0: I, I genuinely saw this, and I was like, I think we might have to delay. I've got it. there's a situation. There's a situation. <laughs> um, now I should say that it has only been <laughs> reported so far by the Daily Mail. So we are we're taking a gallon a gallon of salt here, right? Okay. But wow.
1: okay, that's to be fair. To in a jar.
0: Yeah. What we do know about Bell. Nothing is too far-fetched, you know, even, you know, okay. the Daily Mail headlines. So, no. it's so true. The headline reads, Exclusive. Bizarre twist in Belle Gibson's saga as notorious cancer faker is embroiled in a drug bust case under the guise of a Muslim legal advisor after the con woman has converted to Islam. Right. Is she the advisor? Yes. So basically, the article talks about how she was found with a bunch of weed plants uh, in Australia. Not particularly exciting, I would say. But it it goes into talk about how she basically converted to Islam. She started attending this local mosque. And she kind of got involved with some kind of drug ring that was going on in the said mosque. Um, And and befriended... I mean, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it was something like she befriended this woman at the mosque whose husband was a big kingpin drug dealer and then convinced her to leave her husband. Um, And then, like... I mean, I wish it was a lesbian thing coming up. It's not. Uh, can you imagine? Oh, that would be, like... God, what does what does she this convinced
1: this woman to leave her husband and then... Moved in with the
0: husband. No. Moved in on the husband. No, 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 no. I think that she convinced this woman to leave her husband because her husband was a bit of a dickhead. Drug drug pin guy. Oh, right. Okay. And yeah, And yeah. then she, like, I don't know. I think the woman was trying... The woman had to get involved with the court somehow. So to be fair, it could be a... a- quite serious situation and then bell was like hi uh, just wondering if you know the courts need me to you know help out because i'll be like a muslim advisor because i'm like muslim now and you know just here if you need me <laughs> this is, this wait, wait wait i i can't i can't tell who she's advising
1: and also to just like recycle the headscarf you wore with the ethiopians <laughs> and call yourself muslim is so offensive right and who is she advising the woman, I th- or the drug pin husband? No, I think or that- the courts I think she on how w- to deal with the Muslims. Yeah, how is she not in prison? She owes four hundred thousand. Well, this is the thing. She keeps to- like
0: supposedly they keep sort of threatening her, but for whatever reason, it doesn't. It never pounds. eight.
1: I told you that she'd glom onto another community, though, didn't I? You know, the only reason I feel safe is because Australia shut their borders and won't let anyone in or out.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, she. Otherwise, be, like, I'd be doing-
1: watching over my shoulder
0: doing rounds of the comedy circuit in London, you know? <laughs> anyway, that's, that's Bell Gibson.
1: Do you know what I love? I love the fact that it's, it's a contemporary story. This isn't just over. Like
0: this, this, we could be doing episode two. We could be coming back for more. I feel like as we speak, I don't know what time it is in Australia at the moment, but I feel like she's currently Googling some kind of... Us. Oh. Yeah. I mean, hopefully not. She.
1: Do you think she has a Google alert for her own name? This is going to come up. She's, <laughs> this is going to come up.
0: Uh, she, yeah. It's gonna, she, that's going to be does. so
1: awkward when she follows me on Instagram and goes, excuse me, but kale smoothies are actually quite effective. I'll be like, yes, I know. But not for what you said it was for.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fair. So, okay, we've, we, we've solved that case. <laughs> solved. Brum. Yeah, solved. Stamped. Yeah, exactly. Next. That's what I say. Um, You know, we'll keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on the situation. And uh, maybe we'll update Excellent. you. Maybe you, we won't. Who knows? We, we have our own rules around here. What I would like to know is if you have a story for me. Do you know what? It's funny. I do. You do. That's great.
1: I do have a story for you and it happened in 2019 and it was a BBC investigation into whether Instagram influencers actually try the products that they promote because you're supposed to, you know, that's the thing is you're supposed to be able to honestly back the product. So I don't drink, so I could never advertise alcohol. I would get in trouble for that. They'd be like, no. Because you've obviously never tried that whiskey, so how do you know it's the best whiskey of the Highlands? Mm. And I'll be like, "Says it on the bottle." Because it paid me half a million <laughs> to do it, and what whiskey do you know that can afford to pay me a half a million? So must be good, right? Yeah, I don't. So anyway, so it was this investigation, and they looked into specific, specifically three Instagram influencers, Lauren Goodger, Mike Cassini, and Zara Holland, who are all famous for fuck knows what, Um, but they're famous. Apparently, According, and this was back in in 2019, collectively, they had more than 1.3 million Instagram followers, which I am willing to bet that if you follow Laura Goodger, you're probably following at least Mike and or Zara as well. So I bet it wasn't even that many. I bet it was like closer to a million because there was like overlap. Uh, right. Because they're they're famous for nothing. Do you know what I mean? They're famous for absolutely nothing. Like like one of them was on the uh, blah blah show. You know the the show, and the other L- ones Laving. were I have no idea. I have no idea what these people are famous for. Um, I, I've never heard Chelsea? of them in my whole life. Live in live in Chelsea,
0: <laughs> or um, live in Chelsea. Uh, yeah, that one. No, in, okay. Mike Cassini
1: was. Oh really? Okay, so they but they don't have to stay there; they can move about. That's interesting. Okay, and yeah. then oh, I know Mike Cassini was in the only way is Essex. Okay, right, which yeah. shows a shocking lack of geographical understanding. Right. But, um. So anyway, so they basically they, you know, they did a little a little undercover investigation, and they asked these three <laughs> they asked these three Instagrammers if they would pr- promote a drink. They were auditioning essentially to promote a drink. That wasn't done yet, so they couldn't actually try the drink. They couldn't drink the drink yet because it was still in production, which I'm sorry, that should be ringing warning bells to anybody, Mm -hmm. whether you have a million Instagram followers or not. If somebody says, will you promote this product, it's not actually done yet, Your, your initial response should be, come see me when it's a product. And so, in the audition, though, one of the things that they had to say is that they had to mention some of the ingredients, and one of them was hydrogen cyanide. Now, both of those words, familiar in their own individual right, they have a certain degree of fame. Hydrogen, as you know, very common element. Yeah, uh, one of the much big the ones. First I would one say. you learn in chemistry. One of the big ones. Yeah, I would say so. One of the more famous ones. I'd say that's an A-list element. Yeah, for me, easily in my top ten of elements yeah, that I can yeah, name. Me too. And, and then the other word is cyanide. Now, cyanide is cyanide. Like, you can put hydrogen in front of it. You can put oxygen after it. It's still cyanide.
0: Yeah. Which
1: is poison. It's a poison, essentially. And none of them clicked that they were advertising or that it was a joke because they were just so desperate for the paycheck.
0: Oh, gosh. And
1: then they dug a little further to say, did any of these Instagram, you know, did they try every, because you're supposed to try everything that you promote. You're supposed to genuinely be able to push it and not just, essentially, you're supposed to be our, you know, we, the public, you're supposed to be our representative. So instead of just saying what the company tells you to say, you're supposed to try it and go, I have tried this skinny coffee and it definitely makes me skinny. (laughs) Which is one of the other products that one of them supposedly lost. She said in one point that she lost like a couple stone with it. And then later said, no, I never said that. I only said that because I wanted the job of promoting the cyanide. And you go, (laughs) how is that any better?
0: But that's the stuff that makes you shit yourself, isn't
1: it? Well, yeah, but it doesn't have to be called skinny to make you shit yourself. It's coffee. Coffee makes you shit yourself.
0: Yeah, true. Pretty
1: sure. Yeah. Pretty sure. And actually, you know what? Because coffee itself makes you shit yourself, anything you do to coffee is going to make you shit yourself even more. There's nothing you can do to coffee to make you shit less, mm. like uh, other than maybe
0: add cement. <laughs> I I prefer mine black, thanks. But um, so so these guys were like, hello people, I will promote you to cyanide project.
1: Yeah, well, they were auditioning because then they all, the the thing is, is that because the product wasn't ready yet and that was part of the ruse to see if maybe they picked up on the fact that maybe you shouldn't be auditioning for this because it's nothing, it's a nothingness. Instead of picking up on that, they used it as a get out of, you know, as a get out card. So they just went, well, yes, we auditioned, but obviously we would never actually promote it without actually trying it, but we weren't able to try it because it wasn't ready yet. And you just go, would you have, though, if we said, hey, this is... What did they call it? The product was called, like, Cyanora or something. <laughs> which, yeah, brilliant. Isn't that genius? Yeah. Genius. Um, that, that It's a cyanide project called Cyanora, And, you know, and nothing of it is ringing. And, okay, fine. These are Instagrammers that are famous for, you know, nothing. So I get why maybe they didn't pick up on it, okay? If they got A's in chemistry, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. But they're agents, their agents yeah. were involved as well and the agents never once went uh hydrogen cyanide how is that going to affect you know you know my my client's face is their brand so how is cyanide going to affect their face and then the bbc probably would have gone good point it will dead the face it will dead the face it will actually <laughs> dead everything so It's
0: really anti-aging.
1: It's very, well, it stops the aging process. Um, It does definitely stop it, but it very much starts the decaying process. So (laughs) is your client on board with that? But the agents never questioned it either. I think they just saw the zeros in the offer and just went, audition for this. But I think what it highlights is how much we cannot believe influencers for the products that they're pushing because they aren't trying them. They aren't trying them. They Mm -hmm. aren't assessing them. They aren't, you know, putting their weight behind it. They're not really. They're not believing it. They're just taking the paycheck.
0: But yeah, and I think you know these these influencers. They need to sort sort themselves out. <laughs> it's my wise wise wisdom
1: for the day. Is that is that your? I think that I think that is a good note to to just end
0: everything on. You all yeah. need to just sort yourselves out. Um. Okay. Well, I'm glad we s- solved the problem of influencers today. Thank you so much for joining me. Good meeting. Yeah. And um, as I mentioned, I'm the head of the show, absolutely taking over televisions across this nation. If people would like to uh, find you on the internet, is that an option? Can they do that?
1: They can. It is an option. Great. Um, I'm not in a place to sell you anything.
0: No. Not yet.
1: I won't be selling you anything. I'll be selling you myself and my brand, and I promise I've tried my brand. So (laughs) it's all real. Not a hint of cyanide anywhere, but I cannot guarantee it will be hydrogen free. That's, yeah. that's what I just want to say. So if you look for Rialina on, on whichever platform you prefer, um, except Snapchat, because I still don't get it, uh, I will I don't be think there. that's a thing anymore. So just look, look for my name.
0: Is it not a thing? I don't think it's a thing
1: anymore. It was for about two seconds, and then it just sort of disappeared. How ironic.
0: Amazing. Uh, and if you enjoyed this uh, podcast and you would like more of them in your life, please do follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, we are also on the internet, Fakes and Frauds Pod on Instagram, Fakes and Frauds uh, on Twitter. Or, you know, write to us. Tell us some nice things at hello at FakesandFrauds.com. Um, thank you for listening and um, see you all next time. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Bye. Bye.